Now let's move on to the main agri-stories that we're seeing in this publication. And perhaps one of the biggest issues in terms of trade has been the interim signing of a free trade agreement between Australia and India. In many ways, India is a market for Australian agricultural goods that many in the sector just don't know enough about. But it's a really exciting market. Uh, Its population, um, as has been widely publicised, has gone past that of China um, and therefore becomes, in many ways, one of the world's largest but most interesting consumer markets too. There is a perception out there that the Indian consumer is very much a largely a vegetarian market, but uh, this isn't the case. It's still a large market uh, for potentially Australian meat. Uh, the Indian consumer is, as we have seen through a number of countries over recent years, growing in income as well. And what this brings is a change in preferences, looking for a greater variety of food, Uh, looking for more of a healthy diet as we see around the world and this opens up great opportunities for Australia. So what are some of the big things that we've seen for the Australian agricultural sector in terms of what's being put in this interim interim free trade deal and how it will impact different commodities? The first one's sheep meat. Uh, What will happen with this free trade agreement is that the tariff on sheep meat tariffs, which is currently around 30%. And for sheep farmers, uh, the tariff on wool, which is around 2.5%, will come back to zero. So bringing both of those back to a zero tariff going into the Indian market really makes them attractive for importers there uh, and, and adds a benefit to Australian exporters who continually are looking to diversify their markets. The more markets you have to export to, uh, the less risk you have of being shut out of one particular one. India at the moment buys around 45 to 5% of Australia's wool, but there is the potential for that to grow as the world fabric manufacturing sector changes, potentially with some of it moving out of China and more into the subcontinent as well. So a market with potential. In terms of sheep meat exports to India, it is a very small market at the moment, admittedly. Just over 100 tonnes of sheep meat were sold to India recently. But what we're seeing going forward is the potential for that market to grow uh, and for more of the Indian consumers to take advantage of the trend in Australian sheep meat uh, and to, to bring more of it onto Indian tables. In terms of grains, the grains that have the most focus going India have traditionally been pulses, chickpeas, lentils, lupins and others. And admittedly, chickpeas have been left out of the current agreement, while there is a reduction on tariffs for lentils. Uh, What we've seen over the past few years is that India adjusts its tariffs depending on how its domestic production goes that year. If there's a monsoon and a bad crop, tariffs come down for imports to, to keep consumers fed. If there's a good crop, tariffs tend to go up. So the domestic industry in Australia is still hoping that at some point tariffs will come down on chickpeas, but that hasn't happened. There is a deal for lentils going into India. The tariffs dropped from 30% uh, down to 15%. And for favour beans as well, it's due to go down to 0% over seven years. So for that part of the Australian production sector, and about a million hectares of pulses are grown in Australia, uh, that is one where parts of that market start to open up more. The other two major areas where this uh, will impact are horticulture and wine. 
the Indian consumer market, like so many markets in the world, is rapidly growing in its appetite for horticulture, healthier fruit and healthier veggies. And in many ways, some in the horticulture industry are saying that this agreement is better than they expected. Tariffs will be eliminated on Australian exports into India over the next seven years on products such as blueberries, avocados, onions, cherries, asparagus, lettuce and celery. Uh, so for each of these, and while others such as apricots and strawberries will see reductions, um, similarly reductions in orange and mandarin tariffs uh, with those likely uh, to go down over the next few years as well. What will need to happen at the same time is there will need to be changes and improvements in terms of the technical and trade and quarantine parts of this supply, but it is a very good sign for opening up this major market to Australian horticultural exporters. And the last one is wine. India is a market which is renowned for having high tariffs on alcohol imports, uh, whether it be spirits, and it's a market that loves its spirits, or for wines as well. Currently, wine imports into India have a 150% tariff, but under this agreement, Australian wine uh, will see a, a big reduction in tariffs over the next 10 years, down to about 50%, which will make them very attractive for a very large market with an increasingly sophisticated palate. And with the Australian wine industry really looking around in the wake of the Chinese tariffs over the past few years for new markets, this is really a new area for them to focus on. So with a free trade agreement, agreement like this, it absolutely, for certain parts of the Australian agri agricultural sector, opens up a great new opportunity. It will require work. It will require the building of relationships. It will require people on the ground, uh, but yet another win for our domestic sector to focus on.